enjoy, boys and girls. Happy New Year and all that. Happy New Year. Have we? Uh, sorry, did we even have we done an episode since the turn of the New Year? No, no. This is the this first. This is the first. The uh, I do not know one's ass from one's elbow. Um, welcome to the new millennium. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. The welcome to the new millennium. <laughs> this is the the cyberpunk days. Uh, boys and girls, this is the second. I don't know if you've heard of us, but we are the second best gaming news podcast on the planet at this point, uncontested. Uh, I am titular protagonist, old franchise. That right there is uh, the man who can, the face that runs the place, the producer of the show, Mr. Nice Guy Johnny. He's a slippery devil. He's a slippery devil. Boys and girls, I hope everyone had just a fantastic new year, a low key safe uh surrounded by either loved ones or things that you love on new year's eve just if it had to be you time it had to be you time i sat there watching i think i watched wonder woman with the dog that's what i did on new year and i quite enjoyed it uh but we're not here to talk about lonely celebrations with a dog we're here to talk about video games johnny mm-hmm. uh and what what a time to discuss video games. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. So the last episode... stuck in your house again. I know, I know. The last Sorry. episode that we did was our game of the year. Uh, there's been some discussion. There has been some discussion. We encouraged it. And good, there has good. been some discussion uh, during one of the streams. Um, God of War didn't hit for everyone, like... And I find that really surprising because I think it was arguably the greatest linear game I have ever played. And I say linear loosely because it did have a sort of open world, uh, open world light vibe about it. But you know, that's what this oh, was it's about. De- yeah, it's definitely a linear narrative. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was about encouraging the discussion on the topic. We are coming back at you with another top five this week. Um, kicking off the first show of twenty twenty one, we. Myself and Nice Guy Johnny wanted to have a, a run through of our top most anticipated games of 2021. Um, we've got a list here. It's not the definitive list. There are titles which are coming in 2021 which haven't made our shortlist. Very much the same format as our Game of the Year contender. We've made a very big shortlist. Towards the end of the episode, we'll go over that shortlist. Uh, but to kick it off, we're going to go through and give our personal top five that we are looking forward to that we know are coming in 2021. That's the caveat. We have to know it's coming in 2021. We'll get in a couple of uh, games that have not been announced as 2021 games, but you would make an assumption that they were coming in 2021. But we'll touch on all of that. All of that's to come. We are hot off the heels of the Christmas break. Nice guy, Johnny. What have you been playing? Oh, I've been playing a proper smorgasbord. Of Absolute fucking smorgasbord. Proper smorgasbord. Smorgasbord, yes. Smorgasbord, yes, yes. <clears throat> um, so you mentioned the other day, like you were talk, taking a part of, um, or t- taking advantage of, excuse me, of uh, the sales. Yeah. You know? Buying so many games for like you know three games of the price of one because there's been some like proper good sales. 
Yes, they have. Especially on the online stores. You know what I mean? It's a good time to buy on the online stores, people. It's a good time to buy on online stores. Uh, you might have missed it now, but I hope you got there. I hope you got there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I jumped into, and this this is going to colour the, you know, uh, that we talk about games in 2021 later on. Yeah. Right. I've, I've intentionally left a few games off that list, not in my main list, because I'm going to play them anyway. Okay. Because, okay. They're, because they're imminent. Right. I partook in buying uh, Hitman 2 mm. on Xbox. Um, Beautiful. Having, having gloriously took advantage of Hitman 1 in the sale a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. In the same with the sequel. And it is, it's it's interesting, right? It's more of the same, right? Yeah. Definitely, to, to a certain extent. However, I found myself enjoying this more. And I enjoyed Hitman 1. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I just enjoyed this one better and i don't know if it was the you know the the storyline starting to kind of the narrative starting to twist in and actually throw a few curveballs yeah 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 so i think um, i think yeah. some of the uh mechanically i think it's with every iteration these these small changes that it's just uh, it's edging ever closer to what you would call perfection i think for yes. the hitman series yeah. absolutely it's like it, it's it's where it's where over familiarity is good, in a certain sense, because the more you know about the game and the more you know about the mechanics, the so much more you can get out of that. Yeah, yeah. so much more. Particularly in like you know, level, like the first one was such a small level, but there's so much you can do on that to the point where it gets a little bit almost. If it had a fault, it's a little bit daunting of too much. Like, what do I do? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Um, and at first, I found myself wandering around the maps, just like you know. Sussing everything out, try and do everything perfect, and then, then eventually, I just started playing through the, you know, the development, the the unfolding stories, mm-hmm. which kind of isn't in effect. It's a prompt to get you through some yeah. of the things, but in doing so, you discover those things, and then you can even twist those on the on the head later on. So, yes, been playing Hitman, Hitman Two. I tell you <clears> what, in that same seal. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've touched on this, but in those sales, I purchased Immortals Phoenix Rising, uh, Control, and Injustice 2. I've been mm-hmm. waiting for the longest fucking time for Injustice 2. Right, I, fu- I love NetherRealm as a studio, Mortal Kombat, I absolutely adore. Uh, just a brilliant studio, brilliant games, right? Uh, Injustice, the first one, fucking tremendous. I'm a big comic book fan anyway. I thought, this game is mine at some point. I didn't want to pay full price for it because I knew I wasn't going to play it at the time. But when I saw it for, I think it was 13 quid or something, I was like, right, this is it. I'm not going to get it cheaper than this. So I bought Injustice 2. I've been playing Injustice 2. Uh, (laughs) Guess what's coming to Game Pass next month, Johnny? (laughs) Oh, you're joking. <laughs> I fucking waited that long, and now the bastard's coming to fucking Game Pass. It's, it's the lore of Sod. Uh-huh. But the the game I bought, I, I doubt the Game Pass will be the complete edition with all of the extra DLC characters, like the Turtles, Hellboy, fucking all of that lot. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. Again, I'm, I'm chug- I've ch- started chugging through that campaign. I haven't touched Immortals Phoenix Rising yet, I may have a little dabble on that this evening after this podcast. I do not know. Um, what else have we been playing? We've had some multiplayer, Johnny. We've had some f- little multiplayer yeah, yeah. experiences. 
So um, we um, we dove into um, Deep Rock Galactic. Yes. Yeah, been on my radar for a while. Uh, low key on my radar. <laughs> it was game preview a long ass time ago, uh, and it, it sort of landed on my radar then. Dropped off significantly, and then I started seeing sort of whispers that it was. Uh, once it had reached a full release, that it was actually a really fucking good game. So, what better time to take advantage of it than a than a cheeky break? It's a couple of a couple of cheeky weeks off work. Game Pass, right there. Why the hell not? What's your What's your thoughts on Deep Rock Galactic, Johnny? The thing is, jumped in, did the tutorial level, right? And it, it for what it actually is to it, right? It's um, it keeps things surprise surprisingly simple. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things like the mechanics are simple in that sense. You know, you, you've got you're a dwarf miner and you've got support weapons and there's different different classes. But then just the actual the journey you go on on those on those, those little um, little missions. Yeah, and it's just yeah. like just, just the details. You know, we jumped in with the prospects. We prospects did. We did. Well, obviously, it just, it just turned to craziness straight away, obviously, given who was involved. Always, always will. <laughs> Always will. That level of chaos tends to follow our prospects around. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a, a, a quite a, a quite an accomplished little game, actually. Funny. I liked its humour. I liked its sense of humour. It handled well for a first-person shooter, I thought. It didn't feel clunky at all. It did, yeah. Um, procedurally generated, which I thought was a nice touch. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it was what it was. It was a nice couple of hours. I I don't know if I'd be spending 20, 30, 40 hours on a game like that, but it, it definitely yeah. held me attention for two to three to maybe four. Yeah. I'm not sure. Particularly with the squad of people. Yes, with the squad, only with the squad. I wouldn't I wouldn't bother touching that solo. No. <clears throat> no. Uh, another, another little co-op game, World War Z. Finally jumped into that. What's your thoughts on World War Z? I enjoyed playing it. I did, I did, and you know, it, you know, obviously with its diff- like mechanics of its zombies and stuff, where mm-hmm. you just kind of just like these are these are running zombies, let's say. However, it didn't capture the same th- fun factor for me as Left 4 Dead. No, I have to say that. No, in I fact, thought... it didn't really come close. It no. was fun. There was some interesting stuff on it, and I, I think I'd like to play it more, particularly with the with the squad. Yeah. Because um, I think you know when you when you work in cooperatively, it, 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 you get a lot more out of it that way. You do. You get more. Mm-hmm. There's just more. There's more game in it when you play it cooperatively uh-huh. because when you're playing with a squad, you create a narrative, whether you want to or not. Moment to moment gameplay, you will create a narrative. And there's there's something that you just can't replicate there, uh, playing a game single player, and World War Z is absolutely one of those games. I do like how they obviously they took the 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 all pile on version of zombies from the film. That was a nice touch. Uh, they're starting to climb on top of each other and make giant fucking piles of zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I absolutely agree. It didn't it didn't have it didn't have something that Left 4 Dead has. Yeah, and it's, it's a it's, it's a feeling. It's a 
exactly. I think exactly. it might be the atmosphere of the game. It was like, it was characterless. It was just, it looked nice enough. And there's weapons littered all over the map. But at no point was it a horror game. It, and I think, I think it needed to be. Left for Dead managed to be a horror game. World War Z is an action game with zombies in it. That's how I would describe it. Um, exactly. I, mean, I, I just think, I mean, it, it's a genre that's been done and done and done again. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And if you're going to do it again, you've got to do it right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. You've got to hit, hit the right notes. And if you, if there's something missing, you know, even if it's just the feels of it, then it's not going to help. <laughs> yeah. No, I get you. Okay, but yeah. I'm willing. I'm willing to try it again and play a bit more, particularly with like Absolutely. more more people involved. The better, I think. That's not to say I didn't enjoy it. It just I think I wanted something out of it that I, I didn't get out of it. But that's not to say I didn't enjoy it. No, and I think when you're playing either just with a few, like one or two, and the AI is involved, and the AI is pretty shite, pretty shite. Yeah, the AI is <laughs> fucking dog shit. Actually, everyone be quiet. What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here they come. Oh, no shit. Oh, really? Oh, really? You don't say. Um, have you... Did you touch any cyberpunk over the break, Johnny? Or is that officially shelved until the next-gen patch for you now? It's still shelved because there's nothing... I mean, I see a lot of stuff on, on, on the Twitter, on mm. the tweets. On the tweets. Um, you know, people still bringing, like, you no. Know, commenting on it bring it back the the the, the absolute furor is gone if, you, if you've noticed it seems to have just yeah gone down now um so there was just well, a it's no longer it's no longer Kirby. in that echo chamber of fucking dog piling do you know what i mean everyone's bored of the dog piling at this point exactly exactly so like but the, there's there's other things kind of just potentially want to drag me back but i'm to be honest i'm enjoying just dipping in and out of other games while mm-hmm. i've got the chance no, hundred percent, hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. Actually. Even even this time, I was kind of I played a bit of Minecraft. Oh, you saucy oh. bastard! Sorry, did I talk over you there, sir? Sorry, no, no. sorry. We all we all know whose podcast it is. You saucy <laughs> little bastard! You played Minecraft without me. I had to. It was, it, it's my come down from Warzone because it's been grinding my gears so much. Yeah. Warzone, <laughs> fucking hell. Can we just briefly touch on Warzone? Um, yes, let's, Warzone let's. has always had an issue, right? If there's been one issue for Warzone, it's that there somebody always finds the meta. There's always during patches or during season to season um, changes, guns get nerfed, guns get buffed. Uh, and somebody always finds the meta, and the meta could be, for example, uh, the Grau. The Grau MP5 combo, when both of those guns were OP, that was all that you got fucking killed by. Everybody used Grau MP5. Over time, things get nerfed, you end up seeing different metas come in. Origin Shotgun was a meta for a while. Uh, and given the inclusion of Black Ops, the new meta is Mac 10 DMR, uh, and I have never, in all my days, seen a more overpowered combination of weaponry, and it just, it ruins the game. Like they should, they should be reacting quicker than this, because the poison in the well. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, the the community is not quiet about this. There's every top fucking streamer is putting videos out on YouTube saying Warzone's dead. Like, this has killed Warzone. And it's because every little fuck is using a fucking DMR. But is is that the point, right? No. Are we are we selling them are we selling them short a little bit in in Warzone short in in its sense that they know that any publicity is bad is good publicity, sorry. Mm. Right? Now fair enough, if you get the top streamers walking away from the game, then the game dies. That is a that is a worry. But we all know there's gonna be full of kids and other people playing this game. Yeah, yeah. Right? Always. Right? So as far as you know, they're concerned, if you look at the, the way that the, the roadmap or the unofficial roadmap for, for Warzone, mm-hmm. it seems to be recycling content from previous iterations. Yeah. Give Re- Rebirth Island. Yeah. You know, what it was based on. Okay. Um, and then effectively being disruptive for the sake of getting bad press, or let's say inverted commas, everyone talking about the DMR and the Mac 10 combination, because mm-hmm. everyone is talking about it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So is that is that the roadmap they're going by? You know what I mean? The easy route? Don't get us wrong. Sorry, route. Don't get us wrong. If I, if I stumble upon a Mark 10 on the map and I've got no other weaponry, I will use it. Uh, I, but I will not, out of principle, I will not build a class out of Mark 10 and DMR. Or will you, out of principle, not tolerate any of the Sky Panthers building a class out of that one? Either? I will also absolutely not tolerate any of the Sky Panthers. It doesn't matter what skill level you're at, you are not running as part of my team with a class that you built, including a fucking Mac 10 or a DMR. Now I'm only kidding, do you know what I mean? Use use it if you want, but like, no, no, no. just know that. I'm, use it if you want, but just know that it, uh, pff, any win that you get doesn't mean anything. <laughs> that's that's obviously any kill Hollow. that you get Hollow. doesn't count Hollow victory it means nothing nothing I want to see wins with skill <laughs> what, what the fuck am I on your team for you, ah, you've been there you've been there you've been there I've seen you I've um, seen the killer I'm, in you I know, come out I know when I'm, when I'm hot I'm hot when you're hot you're hot we just need to make sure we'll get some sort of thermostat to regulate your temperature more often that's all <laughs> Uh, what else have you been playing, Johnny? So yeah, drifted like just Ma- Minecraft come down after because if you haven't had a good um, a good go out on Warzone, mm-hmm. right, your blood's boiling or you just feel generally wretched. You do, actually, yeah, you sometimes. do. And it's so, and I thought it's not it's not good to go be- go to bed wretched, so I end up just messing around on Minecraft just as a just as a, a palate cleanse. Palate cleanse. Uh-huh. It is meditative, actually, Minecraft. Uh, However, the, the other curveball I'll throw into it is that I, I drifted back into Civilization Six. Civ Six. Civ Six. Fuck uh, me, that uh, that is a curveball I did not see coming. I know. How are you yeah. feeling about that? Well, I'm I'm chasing me science victory, obviously. Obviously, uh, obviously. Uh, and uh, <laughs> the Ruskies are beating me. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> also, ancient Egypt, so it's not going well. <laughs> No, no, no. So, no. It was, it was again. It was just to get a different flavor. I'm I'm not entirely sure if I'll continue with it. Yeah, yeah. Because I I was fine till like when I was clicking next turn, next turn. But once you actually close it down, the drive to boot it back up again, I realized it wasn't there. So mm-hmm. it might have just been a very fleeting, fleeting romance again. 
Yeah, yeah. No, no, I get you. I get you. Uh, I've I've been very close to that fleeting romance with Age of Empires Definitive Edition 2. So many times I've hovered over that fucker and almost clicked play. And I was like, uh, not today. Not today. <laughs> but there's going to be a day, there'll come a day, where I'll click that fucker and I'll spend a good few hours playing Age of Empires again. Uh, with it looking all nice and shiny on that beastly little PC I bought. Um, but that's me. That's me. Um, had a, a more of, more of a eclectic mix, I think. Of stuff. Yeah, and uh, same, same. I think I used this holiday period. I think we both used this holiday period just to play some games that we one either hadn't played for a long time, or two, just to play some games that we knew we weren't going to have any commitment towards. Uh-huh, for exactly. The, for the sake of for the sake of just good old fashioned fun. Uh, the other games that I've played, I jumped back into Rainbow Six. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed that. Played some Rainbow Six. Uh, that one got a hooks in. A little. I'm not going to say a lot, but it definitely got a hooks in. To the point where I thought, oh, I could, I could do this again. Actually, I could quite happily. Uh, if Warzone keeps going the way it is with Mac 10 fucking DMI shoes, I could quite happily fuck it off entirely for Rainbow Six. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but played that. Um, what else? What else did I download? So there was Control, which I'm waiting for the next gen patch. Likewise. Uh, Injustice Two, playing through that. Uh, Phoenix Rising, haven't touched that yet. Rainbow Six, Deep Rock Galactic, World War Z. Uh, there's, I'm sure there's another couple. Oh, Hades! I finally jumped into Hades. Oh, give me a ten cents um, in Hades. I can see why that game got the press it did. That is a very, very well-crafted game. Very, very well-crafted game. Do, do, retroactively, does it um, mess up your game of the year? Uh, no, I'm not going to put it. I wouldn't put it in game of the year contention. Um, I'd have to play more of it and then return to this discussion because I've only had a couple hours on there so far. Uh, but I like, I like it. I do. I see. I see the appeal. I see why. This has garnered the accolades that it has. It's as as a, a roguelike. It's it's been very well built. It is literally the the best of class when it comes to roguelikes. Uh, very good looking game. Very very smooth. Uh, it handles incredibly well. It's written very well. The whole the like the whole premise, the story of it. You are the son of Hades trying to get out of the underworld, and every time you die. You go back at the start, which is your own house, essentially, because you are Hades' son. And then there's this sort of like, uh, this sort of tete a tete between your character and, and Hades, which is obviously his dad. And he keeps having jibes at you for fucking wrecking the place. And you're like, well, you know, I'm gonna, gonna try again. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep wrecking the place. But you, you meet up with all these other characters from uh, like uh, ancient Greek. Law, myth, myth and law. Achilles, uh, Medusa, fucking all the Mount Olympus lot. They all come in and offer buffs and yeah, different weapons. And you 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 come in, you do your run, you die, you go back. What did you get on that run? Did you get enough to unlock a new weapon for your next run? Did you get enough to unlock health buffs? Did you get uh, enough points to essentially level yourself up a bit? So you do while you're leveling, you unlock any weapons that you want, and then you go again. But because it's Hades, because you're in the underworld, uh, 
the whole premise of it is like it's it's ever shifting, it's ever changing to stop anybody ever escaping. So you ah, end okay, up doing sure. a different run every time. It's just a different room, a different chamber every time. Uh, and it's yeah, very 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 accomplished roguelike. And like I say, yeah, I can see I can see what all the fuss was about. I'm looking forward to playing more of it, and I noticed crossplays in there now. So I'm currently playing it on the Nintendo Switch. But I know it's available on PC and crossplay between the two, so I will be tempted to possibly pick it up on PC and just turn on the crossplay between the two of them and see what I can actually put some put some time into this. You know what I mean? But we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm sure there was one more, but that slips my mind. So what we'll do? We'll park that. That is what you're playing over and done with. A nice a nice little Christmas break. What you're playing that. Um. Gaming for the sake of gaming again, which was really nice. Just gaming for the sake of fun. Trying new let games, you know. Listeners, let us know what you've been playing. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, let us know what you intend to play more of. If you have been furloughed, uh, if this lockdown has locked you up again, uh, what's what's going to be the game that gets you through it? You know what I mean? Or the selection of games that gets you through it? Because we're still planning, you're still planning some community streams, aren't you? Absolutely. Absolutely, the community streams are coming. They're all part of 2021. What I need to do ideally is put a fucking meeting in with the boys because I need to we need to understand or establish a direction for 2021 or understand who even wants to be part of the direction for 2021 at this point. But there's the community streams are coming. They're going to be a big part of it. So just keep you keep your eyes peeled. Because shit's happening, shit's moving. Twenty twenty one is gonna be big. Twenty twenty one is gonna be big. We'll move on, Johnny. We'll move on. Sound brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and the music's gonna be fucking incredible. We're gonna move on to our most anticipated games of twenty twenty one. So you've ca- set a few ground rules. You set a caveats. Few ground rules, caveats. There are some games which. As I mentioned earlier, there is an assumption that coming in 2021 with no real confirmation. Those games are so these are these are the games that aren't allowed to appear in the lists, but need to be mentioned because there there's a big chance these could be absolute bangers. Elden Ring from Software, George R. R. Martin collab, Elden Ring, Zelda: Breath of the Wild 2. Dying Light 2 and Scorn, which was the HR Geiger looking Xbox exclusive first person horror game Scorn. They're four games which I thought looked incredible uh, and potentially would have messed up my most anticipated. Elden Ring definitely would have been in there. Uh, and after Breath of the Wild 1, Breath of the Wild 2 clearly had a fucking shout there as well. Uh-huh. So. That being said, we'll do the shortlist at the end so people can see what was on our shortlist, but we will start with position number five for our most anticipated games of 2021. Nice guy, Johnny. What have you got on position five? See, I'm throwing nostalgia to the mix. I know there's new games in there to play. Mm -hmm. However, there's a driver wanting to play this and experience it again so i'm going mass effect legendary edition mass effect legendary edition kind of fault you cannot fault you um especially after andromeda 
It made uh-huh. us long for long for the the OG trilogy, which in my eyes didn't put a foot wrong. Uh, three Mass, Effect, f- Mass Effect Two is brilliant. Yeah, just th- uh, uh, to just be fair, three very fucking good games. No, three is great. I mean, the problem with the beginning and the end, you've got to either introduce something or tie something up. Yeah. With like with the one in the middle, you know, you can just go for it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't. Uh, it hasn't appeared on my list, but I will be hundred percent getting that uh, and replaying if I can get the time replaying all three. It's there for deep, like when I looked at the list, right, there's, there's certainly games in, the, I mean, the entire list you want to play. Mm-hmm. If you're going to force me into position, if you're going to back me in a corner, man, <laughs> if you're going to back me in a corner. Um, number five is going to be something that can definitely, um, you know, enjoy the taste of. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's my safe bet at number five. Safe bet. <laughs> in at number five for me, I have gone for back for blood it is i know earlier on we've just talked about world war z and made the comparison to left for dead back for blood is left for dead 3 that's what that is it's even got the four in the middle uh back for blood it's the team who built left for dead 1 and left for dead 2 turtle rock um and it's everything that left for dead 3 should have been. This is Left for Dead Three, but yeah. and th- that's rose, why you're would a rose by any other name smell as sweet. You know what I mean? <laughs> from what I've seen of this game, from what th- this game looks <clears throat> like already, uh, this is exactly what I'm in the market for. Left for Dead, Left for Dead is one of my quintessential first-person shooters, and more for the community experience. Again, Left for Dead isn't a game that I play solo. Left 4 Dead is absolutely a community game. It's a it's a squad game, and f- I fucking love every minute of Left 4 Dead and, and Left 4 Dead 2. Do you know what I loved about it as well? It was just, you know, whether it was trying to be or not, it just felt uncomplicated. Mm-hmm. You know, in a good way, you know what I yeah. mean? I'm not saying it, no, I'm not no. saying it was sim- simple. I'm just saying you could pick it up, play it with mates, what you call it. It was just Yeah, there was no... Joy. There was no, like, overarching narrative that you had to be invested in. It was just... You are in a zombie apocalypse. Pick one of these four characters. Get from point A to point B. Get ready for fucking carnage in between point A and point B. Maybe that's why, looking back now, actually, on World War Z, it's just it adds a bit of complication. And compared to Left 4 Dead, it, it didn't. So we'll no. see what Back for Blood for does. If Back for Blood does. Yeah. But I, mean, I, I can't... Mean, um, <laughs> I cannot wait for Back for Blood. Um, very much looking forward to Back for Blood. Uh, Johnny, in at number four, what do you have? Oh, okay. He's a, he's a curveball for you because you might not like this. Um, and I know I'm going to very much have to uh, sort my console situation out because I want to play Deathloop at number four. Deathloop? Fucking hell. Um, Xbox exclusive studio, PlayStation exclusive game, Deathloop. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I've said this before, right? There was something about Deathloop that looked unfinished to me, and I know it's got just—it's got so much fucking hype behind it, and I get that because Arkane Studios uh, deliver. Dishonored was fucking brilliant. Dishonored Two was even better. So, uh, Prey phenomenal. Arkane Studios deliver. So I know this game will be good, but there's something think... about it that looks unfinished. I, I, to me, I, 
I know you did not dig the aesthetic whatsoever. No, I, I didn't. I didn't. But uh, for me, I did, and I, it was more the, the the concept of it. Now, what, there was another one as well, another game that was supposed to be kind of this kind of repeating thing. And when you pick up it with Hades, it's almost the same thing there. This seems to be the zeitgeist at the moment. This kind of like a like a rogue like like a runner. Yeah. You know, run and repeat. Yeah. So, but no, it it it. it 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 stuck with me when we watched the presentations, and I know it stuck with you for the wrong reasons. For me, it's it's anti- it's intriguing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It is number I four. Mean, we've seen a lot of it. We've seen more of it since that first reveal, and the the story, yeah, the story appeals. The campaign, the narrative appeals. I like the world. I like that grindhouse vibe. It's got going for it. But overall, to me, that there's just something that leaves it feeling unfinished and I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. We will revisit it because clearly I'm going to get the game but we'll revisit it more at the time. Number four for me Xbox exclusive coming this month, The Medium. Mm. You see I agree with you right and this is another one like Light Hitman Hitman 3 isn't mm. on my list because it's coming out imminently. Yeah. Um, I didn't include the medium because I'm going to play it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's, so because it's coming out imminently, I didn't include it on my anticipated, yeah. anticipated list. The medium has got all of the vibes that I'm after right now. It's got some serious Silent Hill vibes. Uh, it's got some uh, Resident Evil vibes. It's uh, you know it's got uh, Evil Within vibes. It's got all these horror game vibes. And right now I'm it's... failing horror games, yeah. and I don't know why. I'm not playing any. I'm just. No, I... I'm salivating at the thought. I'm with you, but it all rests this on on the on the, on the two game worlds. Yes, and, the, and and apparently the the seamless transition between the two. Yeah, right. And obviously the the, the new hardware can offer that, but it has to work. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And if if that if that is stutters in any way, that could really sour the entire experience. So yeah, we shall see. Otherwise, or, it's two to, two horror games for the price for one. Yeah. <laughs> to what to what element this uh, flipping between world is actually used? To what end? Is it mm-hmm. used cleverly for puzzles, uh, or is it a gimmick that you will play for the first half hour? You'll flip, and then you'll just start leaving it until unless you have to for sort of narrative decisions. We'll see how it plays out. But up, up to now. Looks absolutely right up my street, uh, and it comes out at the end of this month, so very soon, very soon indeed. Johnny, in at number three, what you got? In at number three is Flight Sim Twenty Twenty. Now I appreciate the game's already been released and it's already warming your PC hard drive. <laughs> However, <laughs> I've wanted to play a Flight Sim game without having to buy a fully expensive PC. Mm-hmm. And this is now the opportunity to do it on Xbox. I knew it was coming, supposed to be coming to the Xbox family. It looks like it's only coming to Series X. Series X is the only one that can fucking handle it, to be fair. Yeah. So, you know, the, I'm excited by it. I want to do it. I'm still... At the back of my mind is is that if you want the full experience, you're going to have to get it on PC. Um, but I, don't, I don't know. Hopefully, I don't I'm hoping... Hope, I'm hoping not. I'm hoping not. But um... the, for me, it all hinges on the availability of a flight stick for the console. Oh That's yeah, what it all yeah, hinges absolutely. on for me. Uh, absolutely. I I would not be. I, yeah, I'd probably download it on the Xbox as well. 
I'll I'll have it taken up over three hundred gig of combined hard drive space. <laughs> oh but, shit! Yeah. <laughs> uh, it'll, if if I can't play it on a flight, like a, a flight stick, like a Hortas, uh, I, I don't see. I don't see how playing it on a, however good the the Xbox controller is. I just I don't see for a flight sim as realistic as flight sim 2020 i don't see how the controller would work if you know what i mean I, I, absolutely i agree with you that if you want the, the full-on immersive experience however to throw a curveball into this um the military when they're flying drones and the like have 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 hacked their controllers to make to to use Games console controllers. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the military use Xbox controllers to fly drones. However, I yep. want to be flying a seven four seven, not a drone. That's Do you know true. what I mean? A drone, <laughs> easy. <laughs> Probably two controls, speed up, slow down. Right. My aircraft, my aircraft. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that hasn't made my list, but it is an anticipated game, and I await news of a flight stick for the Xbox. Number three for me, Horizon Forbidden West. Mm -hmm. Uh, After Horizon Zero Dawn, a game I put 70-odd hours into, loved every fucking minute of it. I thought it was one of the most original games that we'd had in a very long time for a new IP. Um, Literally not a single complaint about that game. Yes, it didn't get Game of the Gen for me. God of War was just better. Um... Horizon Forbidden West looks to take what it did very well and just, 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 just keep fucking expanding on it. They're, they're moving into a different map, so we're going to see different variations of these fantastical part robot, part organic, part fucking, I don't know what, dinosaur slash animals, like... If you didn't play Horizon Zero Dawn, there's no spoilers here. I know the game's like four-year-old at this point, but no spoilers. But I'm looking forward to seeing... In that early trailer, we saw like giant fucking tortoises or terrapins or turtles. It just swamp-dwelling giant fucking tortoise things. And it's that level of, oh, we're not just talking dinosaurs and like a couple of horses here anymore. We're getting... We're moving into a different part of the map and we're getting some deeply fantastical creatures here. Do you know what I mean? Like that. I, I, and knowing what I know of Horizon uh, Zero Dawn, what that managed to achieve, d- one, mechanically, two, technologically, just it was, it was a superb game. And what Gorilla managed to do with that engine, uh, and for the love of of fucking money I cannot remember what the engine's called was Decima did Horizon I, use the Decima engine I can't remember I can't remember I think it might have been Decima but for a studio who'd been primarily pumping out first person shooters by way of Killzone the the level of polish they put on a third person open world game was just outstanding and that was the first crack at the whip to see what they do improving on that, if they improve, obviously that's a big if, but given what we've already seen, I would think that's a yeah. fairly safe bet. 
I, I think so. You know, you're, you're building on something. Yeah. You know, and likewise for some of the other titles. You know, particularly, you know, sequels, direct sequels. Mm-hmm. You're build, you're building on the framework before. Mm-hmm. Um, which generally puts you in good stead. You know. So. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think that's a, a nice, good safe bet for yeah. number three. What you got sitting at number two? For your most anticipated games of 2021. Oh, so I kept fleeting with these two, right? Between one and two, just for different reasons. Okay. Um, if you'd asked me very much earlier in the year, before like all things hit, it would have been, um, uh, Halo Infinite coming in at number one. Okay. But not. It's actually dropped down to two now. So, so number two is Halo, Halo Infinite in at number two. It is. I think we've spoken at great depth uh, about Halo and Halo Infinite mm-hmm. and the whole mess that is the Halo Infinite saga week in, but week out. But it's still up there. And I want, cause I, I want a flagship game for the Xbox. Mm-hmm. You know? I want to see what this fucking open world Halo looks like. I want to see... I want to see what a Halo which pays homage to its roots but charges forward into a, a, a brave new direction. I want to see what that looks like. So the, yeah, Exactly. So this is the thing. You know, we're talking about sequels built on the game before. A gen- relatively safer bets because you're taking some of the mechanics and tweaking them and moving them on. So when you get to the third one, when you change it too much, mm-hmm. you know, or, or bring something else in, I'm bringing the Arkham series in for, for an example here. Again, that's always my go-to uh, reference stick, like yardstick. That one. The the Arkham series. Yeah. With Halo, because we're now full down the iterations of its life cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we're not talking about direct direct sequels. We're now we're outside of the main trilogy now. It is. It's it's going to be a Halo game, but in a different way. Yeah. So that that and that's what's intriguing me. It's if almost it's like right, a, it's, it's like a right soft reboot, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, if it's the right thing or not remains to be seen, but mm-hmm. it's some, it's it's bringing something new and different for right or wrong reasons, but it's new and different, which I think is what the series needs to do. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, Halo Infinite did not make my top 5. In at number well, give... two, in at number 2 for me, Resident Evil 8 Village. Uh, I think Resident Evil is currently riding the crest of a renaissance wave. I think after 7, Resident Evil 2 remake, Resident Evil 3 remake. Uh, I think it's just uh, the the RE engine. All of these pieces of this puzzle come together and make a very good looking premise. For Resident Evil 8. It's just a, a strong forecast for Resident Evil 8 to be superb. The only thing I would hope is that lessons were learned from the the reaction to the back third of Resident Evil 7. I hope they don't lose the way again in Resident Evil 8, but they're, they're doing enough change. So we're returning with Ethan, the protagonist from Resident Evil 7. Chris Redfield is back in the game. Obviously, spoilers, he turned up at the end of Resident Evil 7. Um, 
but like we're going places that we've never been with Resident Evil before. Resident Evil was always genetically created viruses that went on to create the zombie apocalypse. It was a, a man-made virus, the T virus. You know what I mean? The G virus. All these different viruses that, and then everything was sort of lab-made. It was man-made monsters. Resident Evil. And we're now moving into Resident Evil 8 with this direction of like werewolves and witches and like supernatural shit in the middle of some fucking like Resident Evil 4 middle of Eastern Europe, the arse end of Eastern Europe where nobody fucking ventures, like creepy ass fucking setting. It's just oh, every box, every box is ticked and I personally can't fucking wait, I can't fucking wait. No secret that I'm a huge Resident Evil fan anyway. Uh, and this game, just the promise, the promise. Whew. Let's see if it's got VR support. That's that's what I want to see. I want to see if Resident Evil Eight can also be played in VR, like Seven, and that'll dictate where I buy this this game. If VR's there, obviously it'd be PS Five. And then the question is, fuck, do I need to upgrade my VR unit because <laughs> I've got a day yeah. one PSVR? Uh, are we getting a PSVR two? I don't know. That's a that's a different podcast altogether. That, but yeah, Resident Evil Eight is in at my number two. I suspect. Uh, did you play Resident Evil Seven? Here's the thing. I was going to touch on this. Right, it's on Game Pass as well, and I want to play it. And I played it in VR in yours, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and nearly threw up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. I remember. I remember. So I haven't devoted a lo- any time to to playing Resident Evil 7. Yeah. Right. I want to, I just haven't yet. Mm-hmm. So I this, like we talk about this there's two camps of Resident Evil at the moment. There's the nostalgia camp. Yeah. With Re- Resident Evil 2 remake, Resident Evil 3 and it, it, you know, indulging in that and then moving forward progress being progressive with Resident Evil 7 and upcoming it. Yeah. Now I usually sit in the pro- progressive camp. I'm very progressive in terms of you know wanting new things. However, I haven't dip- wetted my feet for Resident Evil 7 yet, so I don't have a pull to Resident Evil 8. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That being said, when we watched the trailer and the reveal, right, it was, we were fully intrigued, both of us bought into it, and it wasn't until towards, like, the back third of the trailer when you actually commented, fucking hell, is this a Resident Evil game? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. it, it instantly was intriguing, because it didn't look like it was a Resident Evil game until... And then it did, you know what I mean? So yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I get you. So I... I fully agree with you, you know, going for it, but because I haven't played 7 properly, I'm not as hooked yeah. towards it. I feel like if I don't play 7, I'll definitely miss a chunk of proper narrative that I need to know. Mm. Potentially, potentially. We don't know how much of 7 is going to bleed over into 8. Obviously, Ethan's there. Uh, Maria appeared in the trailer, who is, she features in 7. Well, uh, certainly with the characters, you want to know that, like, their motivations Back, and like, like that. a bit of backstory yeah yeah yeah. So yeah. You know how they got there right. I mean that that was the whole thing about Res Evil the characters mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah so I think I'm big on me uh, I'm big on me horror vibes at the minute and I think between the medium and Resident Evil 8 I'm going to have a, a very good year for horror games was, this, was there something else coming in another horror game was someone else doing one uh, that Scorn is a horror game um uh, I'd have to look on the the shortlist to see I if we have included like any more horror in there. 
Yeah, I feel like it's somewhere else. Something. Before we get to that, I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I know what your number one's going to be, uh, and I'm guessing it's going to be the same as mine. Yeah. Coming off the back so. of Game of the Gen, Johnny, what is your upcoming most anticipated game of 2021? My most anticipated game of 2021 is God of War Ragnarok. Yep, same. God of War came in uh, number one on my list also. There's a bigger discussion here, Johnny, that needs to be had. That God of War Ragnarok, is that coming this year? <laughs> I know we've had, we've when we originally saw the trailer, well, the teaser, uh it was it was clearly stated it was coming in 2021 that rings some alarm bells for me uh we haven't seen anything since we are now in 2021 and normally at this part of unless you are nintendo who can drop an announcement and then drop the game fucking the next month like Mario 3D All-Stars, whatever the fuck it was, or, you know, Nintendo have priors with that. The other two, Xbox and Sony, don't particularly have priors for dropping the bulk, the, the main reveal trailer, followed by the game release very soon thereafter. Particularly when it's a AAA first party, there's just no precedent for that. And we are sitting here in January 2021 with absolutely no no facts, no news on God of War Ragnarok, other than the fact that it exists. We don't even know if Ragnarok's the title. You would think God of War Valhalla must have been up there in discussion, but Assassin's Creed ruined that for them. But like the other thing for me is you you find me another AAA game that had a three-year dev cycle. Do you know what I mean? 2018, it, and this is working on the assumption that they hit the ground running. They didn't They didn't even take time to fucking breathe and share a bottle of fucking moe over the success of God of War. They've just gone straight back to work on God of War 2. And I, I think that's the case. I honestly do think that's the case. But that, that being said, did... Sony Santa Monica, who did God of War, yeah. they mustn't have had access to PS5 at that point. So what we're going to look at is a PS4 game upscaled for PS5. It's uh, it's it's uh, it, no, it's early de- developed. Develop, no, sorry, early in the new next gen console. Think it's think of this as like it's when GTA 4 came out versus GTA 5. The worlds apart, but they were both developed for the same console. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about. You know, it is. It is in a sense. It's going to be. It's going to be a, a sequel to, to God of War, almost on the PlayStation Four upscaled. It is in some respects. But what, what sort? Three years See, just doesn't seem like a long enough dev cycle for me. Three years seems like Miles Morales. No, he's to me. They might have held up. There might have been more. Right. Here's the thing. When a game got developed, right, they had the whole narrative there, right? And the the, the, uh, the publishers, when they've talked to them, went, hang on, this is great. We've got a whole concept fleshed out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No. And they're always going to think iterative versions, right, or sequels mm-hmm. to make more money, right? They know the God of War series was good before. 
this was rebooting into this, right? If the, if 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 they probably had that much confidence in the the material and what you could do, and and there's even places where you they talk about in the first one that certain realms like you don't go to, right? True. Which makes which makes me think they built them and they just said I ah, will not use them yet. We'll use them in the sequel. We'll hold off. The fact that Thor is not in it, sorry spoilers, until <laughs> <laughs> like you know the the actual you know you know the. the Arguably the biggest god, you know, well-known Norse god. Yeah, yeah. Right. Doesn't feature in it much. Now, there's probably an act, a, a, an active, um, thing to do that. That was done actively so you could concentrate on Kratos and building the cycles around the lesser-known kind of mm-hmm. things. But also is that you hold, you know, he's probably going to play a part in later versions. Yeah. So I think. I I I do think it was almost. God of War was probably designed to be bigger and they probably streamlined a little bit for narrative sake knowing that they can build, take these this, that and that and build on them better in the sequel and give them more credit. So I think the development was almost half done or if not very much already already storyboarded. Yeah. And if it's anything around using the same realms again they might have a lot of the stuff already there. So... Uh, Which you could argue is that a good thing or a bad thing, but in terms of you know things ready to go, we shall see though because yeah, COVID is still kicking, kicking yeah, well, that's, that's true. Artists, that so is it, true. It could, it could go, it could change. Uh, so, like what I'm gonna say is, I think three year is a really optimistic time frame for game development on a AAA when level. Did, when did Far Cry Five come out? <sighs> God, twenty nineteen. When did Odyssey come out? Odyssey was twenty nineteen. So Far Cry two thousand eighteen. Oh, right, with that was Odyssey also twenty eighteen. I've got my game list here. I'll tell you. Because what I'm saying is those games. Yeah, Odyssey was October two thousand eighteen. Yeah. So, they, those games have have had less than a three year cycle. So. I thought Odyssey, being a Ubisoft game, I think they've got multiple teams, so I think you're going to have two games sort of in development at the same time in different teams. Uh, Sony Santa Monica is one team. To my knowledge, it's one team. Uh, Spider-Man also came out the same year, and in that dev cycle, we've managed to get Miles Morales which is a very, very short DLC, essentially. Uh, and what we're saying here is we want a studio. So, again, one studio who built Spider-Man and built Miles Morales. Uh, we have one studio that built God of War, and in the same time frame, we're expecting them to churn out a full 20-plus hour sequel. Spider-Man couldn't do it. Or is it? Is it? Is it? hang on. I'm gonna. Uh, when they actually did the reveal, it just said God of War, didn't it? 2021. Yeah, I don't think it uh, did. It have Ragnarok, or was that know. just because Ragnarok had been rumored? I or don't did he know. Say if it it's, had... Was the trailer? It's coming, and they talked about Ragnarok in the reveal. I can't remember. I can't mean. I can't remember now. But I just remember that like sort of wheel of Norse symbols. Well, just just to throw the the the. the spanner into the mix let's say if it would just said god of war coming 2021 
it wouldn't just be a HD, like a, a shined up version, would it? Just like uh, God of War, like essentially like Miles Morales re-release of yeah. God of War in 60 PS5. frames a second, fucking 4K. I don't mm. think it will be. I don't think so. I, I, I think three years for a game cycle, for a linear game like this, right, which has already been well storylined out and crafted, yeah. right, it has to have been. I don't think it's against all odds for that to mm. to happen. Well, With the global that's, that's pandemic, a... I see what you mean, but yeah, I suppose so, we're g- going to find out soon enough. Throw the pandemic out the window. I wish God, I wish we could. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you still think that twenty twenty one would be too soon for God of War sequel? Part of me thinks you cannot get a triple A game built in any less than four year. That's what I think. That's what I think, and I'm, I'm absolutely open to be proven wrong. A hundred percent open to be proven wrong, and I want, if somebody can sh- like come out and say, "Oh, franchise, you were wrong," because he is the reveal trailer for God of War Two, Ragnarok, coming this year. Uh, although if it comes out at the back of the year, we're not. That's still like, it only buys you another six months if it comes out at the back of the year. I don't know, Johnny. I don't know. It's right now that game exists as my most anticipated game of 2021 based on the assumption that they've said it's coming out in 2021. However, caveat that with, I am fully prepared for this game to slip into 2022. Yeah, yeah, I think we should be really. Yeah. yeah. What we'll do now that we've established the nine, because we didn't have any duplicates other than God of War, I believe. Nine. No. Most anticipated games from uh, franchise buys games. Let's run down the shortlist, just games that made it into the shortlist. And just feel free to touch on any of them as and when we go over them, Johnny. So Hitman 3, um, obviously that's coming out this month as well. I think we, as we said when you were talking about Hitman being a game you've been playing um, over the Christmas break, given how good Hitman 1 the reboot Hitman, then Hitman 2 with these small subtle but overall large improvements Hitman 3 is going to be the the finely tuned, ultimately honed Hitman game before yeah. IU Interactive move off into the, the Bond universe Exactly, and they're using this as a, it's, the, it's to finish the, the World of Assassination um, trilogy yeah. and I've got a feeling it'll tie because I think, because it it's thrown some different story beats into this one. You know, kind of a little bit of reckoning and a little bit of, uh, you know, well, character development well, for him. So it's um, they're almost using it like a hub world for the other two games as well, because you can replay missions from the other two Hitman games in Hitman Three. Exactly. So and I'm, yeah. I'm just wondering, like, I'm I'm intrigued with the storyline as well. Are they going to? I think they might tie, properly tie it off. Have uh, you know I mean? here's the one for you. Does James Bond kill Agent Forty Seven? <laughs> Does James that's Bond? Gimm- that's gimmick infringement. <laughs> Does James Bond kill him, Agent Forty Seven, and then IO Interactive moves off into Bond games? Well, I I, I definitely think they're going to move off into Bond game. Well, Bond game. Yeah, yeah. I think... But like, I wonder, I wonder if they're going to make a, give this give Hitman a hard ending in some respect. I hope they don't kill Forty Seven. I think killing no, no, him's, killing not, him's not a cheap way out. But... But like you know, give it give it some sort of you know, purposeful ending. Yeah. Obviously, it, that, that that like a happy ending. retirement. 
Well, yeah, maybe uh, you know. The gold watch. <laughs> I don't know. I they've just been they've been brave with some of its storytelling a bit, mm-hmm. as I recall, compared to previous kind of things. So yeah. it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, uh, we've got like ap- absolution levels of storytelling because the storyline in Absolution was really intriguing. Yeah, in but it didn't team. really do well. That's the problem with Absolution. It didn't. It didn't really do well. No, no, no. But I think they they were trying to do something, but obviously forgot what. In some essence, what the fans loved about yeah. Hitman playing no, it. I get you. And I get it you. seemed to have married the two again this time. So yeah. Um, fl- uh, flight sim. We spoke about that. The medium. We spoke about that. Outriders, which was the MMO Destiny style third person fucking um, next gen game. Looks interesting still looks interesting i've seen uh, let's players for, for influencers and devs and whatnot playing it and i still think this game could surprise but the problem is the genre it exists in the games as a service genre uh mm-hmm. every game that's came out as a game of service has fucked it on its first yeah. attempt so it's it's coming out against the odds so we'll see what outriders manages to do riders republic interesting very interesting not my game at all but still very interesting bravely default 2 that's a switch game um i don't know if you uh, obviously johnny not having the switch won't have played bravely default but uh japanese as fuck <laughs> like no. just a just a very good rpg uh, out of japan uh, destruction all stars that's coming to playstation plus anyway which is the sort of twisted metal uh, slash destruction derby slash Fortnite type game. Yeah, we'll see what, what happens there. Returnal, which is the housemark. Housemark mm-hmm. known for Rez. Um, Helldivers was housemark, I believe. Uh, Stormdivers was the project they were working on, which I believe became Returnal. Uh, that looks it, it looks interesting. Housemark very good at what they do whether or not Housemark's uh, expertise I'd say in one right. particular sort of score score based top score based games whether that translates into a 70 quid uh, high double A pushing on the look of a triple A title it's got some so this, big this... dead space vibes this one I think Yeah, this is the other time loop one I was talking about Returnal. Another one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, House are a great studio. I, I hope, I hope we see them churn out a product that proves they are um, more than just fucking Resogun. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so Returnal, Deathloop, Far Cry Six, Back for Blood, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Gran Turismo Seven. I am not a racing fan, but it did make the shortlist because I know the Gran Turismo series has got some serious fucking um, legacy behind it. Mm-hmm. This one's an interesting one: Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. That's, I think it's going to be it'll be a blast to play. I yeah, think. <laughs> I think that's going to be as fun as Astro's Playroom was, and then some. I think uh, it's going to be particularly with the the power of the the PlayStation Five and the fact that you're literally jumping between entire worlds. 
that yeah. that appeals to me a lot. And this being so far on the list, that being the, if I'm not mistaken, that's the first PS5 first party exclusive title, meaning I am really looking forward to seeing what they do with the DualSense. Exactly, that was going to say if this, if anything had DualSense written all over it, it's, that yeah. and Horizon and potentially God of War. You know, you'd expect those three titles, yeah, to fully, well, not fully, but definitely take advantage of the DualSense. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Halo Infinite, Resident Evil Eight, Horizon Forbidden West, Ghostwire Tokyo. That's the other horror game. Mm-hmm. That's new. There's another one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo PS5 exclusive <laughs> from a... yeah but I don't know where that's at. I don't know where that's at that's lost a director and all sorts that game that's if that's not in bother I, I don't know what is God of War Ragnarok Gotham Knights mm. how are you feeling about Gotham Knights Johnny? I don't know I, mean, I, I, I wasn't like the co-op uh, idea of it yes but the which seems to be the zeitgeist, obviously, going mm-hmm. forward. Um, but I don't know. I, I wanted something different from... I, I'm done with Batman. I, I feel like there's... Well, there's luckily for you, he's fucking movie. dead. Yeah, well, it's still Batman, <laughs> isn't he? He's not dead, is he? Nah, he's not he's, dead. He's, he's not fucking dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, he might be dead. He might be dead. I don't know. But um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think Warner Brothers... Um, Montreal are doing this one following on from Origins Batman Arkham Origins this was I mean, the next it, one uh, for it's, them. A fran- it, it's a franchise that sells and it'll, you'll do it until you have a bad bad one and then yeah. you'll stop for a bit Yeah, and because they haven't generally had a bad one no and we've got Rocksteady moving on into the Suicide Squad game obviously but that's 2022 mm-hmm. um, Gotham Knights looks interesting uh, the Bat Family Obviously, I'm a huge fucking Batman fan. That's no secret. But like, the Bat Family and co-op, uh, sort of more of a. I don't want to call it RPG elements. It's like an RPG light. Uh, even down to the combat, where I've saw people getting hit, and actual nut like numerics coming off them for how much damage you've done. Yeah. Which is new for the for the uh, I was going to say for the Arkham series, but this isn't the Arkham series. It's clearly fucking running on the Arkham engine uh, on roids, but like it's got that Arkham vibe about it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to Gotham Knights, Hogwarts Legacy. You find yourself uh, are you a Harry Potter fan? No, but I'm like uh, people I'm talking to are very excited about it. Mm. I'm not a Harry Potter fan. Like, I, I, from what I'm led to believe, this is a game. I mean, as the title would suggest, the game more about Hogwarts itself than than any of the key protagonists in the Harry Potter universe. Yeah, uh, it's a setting. Yeah, it's more about the setting of Hogwarts. I'm not a not a big Harry Potter. F- I, I'll probably end up playing it, and maybe I like it. I don't know. I don't know. Stalker Two. I think the world's probably ready for Stalker Two. I think when yeah. the first Stalker game mm-hmm. came out. I think it was a different time, uh, and I think if you look at very popular games now, like Escape from Tarkov, like Dizzy, Stalker was very much a precursor to those games, and I think that yeah, probably definitely. held it back somewhat, but I think given where we're at with the technology now, uh, I think Stalker 2 
depending on what level of multiplayer integration they want to put into it, it could be a very interesting game. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there in terms of, you know, probably the one was a bit a bit ahead of its ahead time. Of its not time. For it. Yeah, absolutely. And then this one's kind of like, oh, everyone's doing that and doing it now. Well, I will come back. <laughs> yeah, we'll have another crack at this. So. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, that was obviously delayed into 2021. Um, I'm hearing nothing. Yeah, nothing. I, I'm... I'm quietly worried about that game i think it's lost writers it's lost directors it's fucking i don't know i don't know and for what yeah. was a very I... uh attention grabbing reveal trailer yes uh it'll be uh, and i know the community the vampire the masquerade the, the community itself is fucking huge I mean, if we're, if we're going to get cult um, classic, so yeah, if we're going to get um, if we're just going to make shit up without the facts, <laughs> what's the yeah? Hypothesize. Hypothesize. Right. Was this a, a case of the trailer and the presentation being put together and and rendered and everyone going, "Oh, this looks good," and then the reality setting in art oh, that we haven't got anything like that actually developed. <laughs> well. It depends you know I mean? how many of the systems the they were comfortable either directly ripping or evolving from the first game, which, like I say, was a cult classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just gone super quiet. Yeah, you know, very, very quiet. That was supposed to be released, you know, mm-hmm. earlier on. So, trouble, trouble. Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. This is the game from the studio that did Vermintide and Vermintide, I stand firm, is a fucking superb game. Vermintide 2 is on Game Pass right now. Get out there, play it, just play it. It's f- uh, Vermintide is Left 4 Dead, set in the Warhammer universe. Uh, and Vermintide is the Warhammer f- like fantasy I don't know the correct term for the two. There's two Warhammer universes, to my knowledge. There's Warhammer 40k, which is the space one, and then there's Warhammer Fantasy Battles. Just just Warhammer, just I think. Warhammer, uh, the Age of Fantasy or something, I don't know. Vermintide was set in Warhammer, so like elves, Skaven, that kind of shit. Warhammer 40k Darktide is that, but translated into the 40k universe, and it looks... Very much exactly the fucking same. A four-man fucking squad. Uh, very Left 4 Dead-esque. Um, it had heavy emphasis. Obviously, Vermintide, heavy emphasis on melee weapons. It looks as though melee is still a pretty significant part in Darktide as well. Uh, that one I'm very excited for, and only because of how much I enjoyed Vermintide. Rainbow Six Quarantine. Does this game come out with that name? Because that... That is on the nose. <laughs> yes, I, I think that's the reason it's not released. Yeah. I think it's ready. I think it's just the name of it. Then it re, re, rebranded. Well, I, no, I, I think I think it is what it is, and I think the, you know, they can't really rebrand it. You know, they can change the title, but they can't change the game. And I think the game is pretty much based around that title, so it's yeah, it, it's it, they can't. So I think they're just waiting till it's a little bit more sen- less sensitive to the. Yeah. A little bit of okay. a little bit of quiet in the in the storm. Yeah. So that, that's my opinion anyway. That, I think that's wrong. I think that's wrong as well because I think people are grown ups. Yeah. 
know what I mean? No, yeah, I, yeah. Dis- I disagree. I think, yes, people are grown-ups, but I think the internet is not indicative of people. Ah, oh, you're very true. I think it's the internet cool. would quite gladly... The, the... What do I call it? The The sort of benefit of... It's not even benefit. It's the luxury of anonymity on the internet where Mm. you can be totally fucking out of character and you can use the internet to vent your fucking spleen in a way you wouldn't dare as as an actual human person. And you get enough of that and it ends up... It ends up like a fucking rat king. It's all this just absolute (laughs) negative people all tangled together and they become one voice. And then... Cancel culture just fucking is rampant, and uh, I think if quarantine came out, you'd get some fucker saying like this is insensitive, and then another three fucking before long, the whole fucking Twitter sphere, the whole vocals Twitterverse would be to calling for the f- somebody's fucking head. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we shall see, but it it's certainly. An odd one, because it should be here. Yeah. <laughs> well, boys and girls, that wraps up our shortlist for 2021. Yes, there are games missing from this list that have released it in 2021. Uh, no, those games did not make the shortlist because they just didn't... They didn't land on the fucking radar for me or Nice Guy Johnny. We would be interested in hearing your top five most yeah. highly anticipated games of 2021. Based on, I was going to say, based on some of the feedback on Game of the Gen being God of War, I can't imagine there's going to be people out there excited about God of War Ragnarok. But then again, who knows? Who knows? Let's let's see. Let's 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 be having you. Let's hear it. Let's hear your top five most anticipated games of 2021. Uh, Is there any games in your shortlist that we didn't include in ours? To throw beyond it, throw beyond it. What what game do you want? Because we've discussed this before. The kind of game we want. Yeah. You know, a, a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game being one of them. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by fucking Rocksteady. That's all I want. Just give us that. Like I don't even need that. I've I've read the uh, there's a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic out by uh, Kevin Eastman, who's one of the original OG Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle creators. Um, there's a new comic out, comic arc called The Last Ronin, set in a in a, an apocalyptic future where three of the four turtles are dead, so there's only one remaining turtle, uh, and I think that's the uh, ripe for a game. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Adaptation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd fucking love that, but it has to be a studio with with good chops. It has to be a studio of good chops. Give us fucking Naughty Dog. Put Naughty Dog on it. Put, uh, although Naughty Dog, I've never really done anything that fantastic. Uh, yes, Crash Bandicoot, all right. But like, they've never done dark adult fantasy, which is essentially what, I mean, would you call Turtles sci-fi or fantasy? It's it's definitely a bleed between the two, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, uh, Rocksteady. Sci fantasy. Sci fantasy. Sci fantasy. The <laughs> Rocksteady. They are they are the studio that I want to see my turtles game from. But obviously, that's not coming in twenty twenty one. 
I would like an announcement. Yeah. Give us an announcement. But there you go. Reach out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram with your top five, your top five most anticipated games. Uh, Twitter at the franchise P H R A N C H I Z E or nice underscore guy underscore Johnny. Uh, Facebook and Instagram just search for the franchise and you will find the page for me slash this podcast if you want to talk about it live we do stream every Sunday Monday and Wednesday over on twitch.tv slash the franchise I am always there as it's my channel nice guy Johnny is 99% of the time there so if you want to get involved if you want to have a live discussion on your most anticipated games Get over to twitch.tv slash the franchise and we will more we are more than happy to entertain that discussion whenever you would like. Uh Johnny, have you got anything else you want to talk about there, mate? Or do you think we've wrapped everything up? I think that's a nice conclusion. I, I think that's I think that's a very nice conclusion. We'll not bother checking dirt sheets because we need actually if any news does come of it, we need to sort of hold on to it for next week because we're in the middle of a <laughs> very quiet period. So let's just see what happens there. And boys and girls, until next time, letters. Say bye, Johnny. Arrivederci. Skate Panthers. <laughs>